Ritchie with your daily takeaway, and we're back together, together, the two of us in union. What's going on? What's going on? What is this? Nothing. I missed you yesterday. Back together in union? Yes. Okay. Oh, I, th- I felt what, like what, we were what, in what union happened, today. What happened yesterday? What's been going on? Nothing happened yesterday. But there was one story yesterday that I was talking about. I want to get your take on this, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Elmo off of Sesame Street put a tweet out. The world went mad at it because he basically tweeted, Elmo wants to see how everyone is. El- Elmo tweeted. Elmo tweeted. Uh, and everyone's getting back saying, Elmo, the world is awful. We're having a terrible time. It's the end of January. I've got no money and all this kind of thing. And Elmo just tweets back going, Hey, Elmo is glad he asked. It's good to talk. Hashtag emotional well-being. Uh, so, uh, Elmo... A weird tweet from Elmo. It's very weird. It's like one of them tweets you probably see. Elmo might have had three or four pints. <laughs> Can't remember doing it. But Elmo is now there looking after the the world's mental health. Uh, Elmo is now this, this figurehead. We kind of thought if there were other... Childhood icons from our TV yeah. that could band together with Elmo and, and solve all the various different things that we have and basically save this planet. So think back to your kids' TV shows of your youth. Yes. Who are you putting in a position of responsibility alongside Elmo to fix all our travails? Batfink. <laughs> Why is that? He's got wings of steel. Okay. And he could just he could sort anything out, couldn't he? You're not gonna mess with him. And he can protect you from stuff. Yes. Um, he's quite simplistic. Yes. Didn't really used to do that much. Or Top Cat, he used to sleep in a bin. Do you remember him? Bad thing. I mean, people go on about his wings of steel, but if he's a bat, he's going to have good hearing and eyesight, surely. Well, yeah, so I mean, he's always ahead of the game, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. I think he'd be a fantastic UN peacekeeper. Do you know what? This is this is what's great about having you back. Nobody suggested Bat Fink <laughs> yesterday. If, if anything, I'm a surprise on a daily basis. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie here with a busy old home time show for you tonight. On the way, a sound from the decades I'm not even heard yet, because you debuted it <laughs> yesterday know. on the show when I was I away. Know. And we get an update on how our Blue Boy oil painting is going on at a big cat sanctuary in Kent. Uh, it is a busy old show today. There's a lot going on. It's a good job uh, that we've got a little bit of extra time that has been given to us. I noticed something this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got a very excited uh, little five-year-old at home at the moment who who knows uh, that his birthday is coming up. Oh, here uh, we go. Once Christmas was done and dusted, the next thing in his mind was, it's going to be my birthday soon. But we're like, no, 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 your birthday's in February. They want to know specifically how many sleeps, even when you've got months to go, exactly. don't they? Exactly. They're always waiting for the next load of presents and all that kind of thing. So when he realised today that it was 1st of February, he was like, it's my birthday soon! <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not, mate, it's on the 28th, OK? <laughs> so it, it's kind of like another birthday advert calendar you've got 28 days to go and we, they've got the calendar out and I'm pointing out and all that kind of thing that is when I noticed it's a leap year oh yeah I don't shout about that much do you so this month has got an extra day in it 29th I, I'll be honest with you I don't I don't really understand I don't get it so what, what happens like normally there's there's just 28 it's every February. four years I think can we just do a rule right if we talk about this right now no one's doing the rhyme <laughs> I hate that rhyme people do for months. What, 30 days half set? You're doing it, you're doing it. It's like a witchcraft spell. Stop doing it. But um, I don't understand why uh, Why does it change. What, like the, the Earth just goes around the circle, though, right? Doesn't it, round, round the sun? Why has it got a different day? But not quite at the right speed, I don't, I don't think. Can we not do something about I that? I think we're meant to sort of, like, correct it, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Th- that well, seems like a flaw in the whole... <laughs> 
I've always totally you know, trusted the, the calendar yeah. and the, the lunar year and all that stuff, but that seems like it's a bit of a exactly. bodge every, job. Every four years, we've just got to put it right. Just almost, It's almost like we control or deleting the Gregorian calendar. Yeah, well, I mean, would you would you stand for uh, a, a clock in your house that every two days you have to go and like, wind <laughs> no, it on? No, you wouldn't, no. This is ridiculous. What are we dealing with here? Plus, it also made me kind of think, what a narrow escape that he was born uh, in that year, because otherwise he would have been one year away from having his birthday every four years. And I don't know how people deal with that. No, exactly. Like Benjamin Button-esque type weirdness. So many questions, but I thought it was on us to tell you it is a leap year because people don't shout about it and it's happening. I think it's widely accepted that January's got too many days, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's Agreed. It never ends. 30 days, hath sep. Sorry. The, you're doing the rhyme again. No one's allowed to do the rhyme on this show. Uh, but uh, February, uh, all this time, is like beg, borrowing and stealing. Mm. Oh, can you lend us a day? Just Good a payday, that kind of thing. Why not use a few of the, the uh, over-the-top needless days in January Stick him into February. February from that point onwards has just got the right amount of days. So does, and, and does that mean we, we'd it. get quicker to the the February payday or the January payday if we put some of those days? Yeah, I think I feel if we took like say three days off January. Yeah. Clean out that last bit of January. It's an absolute waste of time. <laughs> Give it to February. That means February doesn't have to go door to door asking for loose change. Look at us fixing everything. We've just fixed the universe. Here you go. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. A minor observation earlier about the fact that it's actually a leap year and had no idea uh, has suddenly got us asking all sorts of questions about astrophysics and stuff. Which you all like, what annoys me is if you buy any diary, there's loads of boring stuff in there about the like Battle of the Boyne and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I don't need to know about that. No. Put it on the front if you've got a leap year going on. Just give us a heads up. Maybe an asterisk. By, you, you know, sometimes you have an asterisk by a number and it means something. Maybe an Are asterisk. Are you having a pop at Everton? <laughs> You're having a pop at the points deduction, is that what this is? <laughs> this is that's outrageous, especially on transfer deadline day as well. What a low blow. 2020, uh, 2024, <laughs> 10 points deducted. Honestly, that's going to be on your gravestone, mate. <laughs> Which I could be getting soon by the yes. time yeah. Well, let's, let's move on. So if you know, you've got any kind of take on this, do get in touch with the show. The reason why it's important to, to know about it, you're going to find out right now from Rich, who's picked out something very interesting. Rich, uh, tell everyone what you're thinking. Well, I noticed a little while back that... Uh, Every four years, we have to do an extra day's work week. So we essentially give them a day's labour for free when you get paid monthly, you know? So are you saying the leap year is in many ways stitching us up every four years? Absolutely, man. It's stitching up the workers. Wow. That's a good point, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so we get, we're doing it for free. We're doing this extra day for free. I guess those on staff who get paid monthly, yes. I guess if you are somebody who freelances and invoices a day rate, then No. I suppose you could make your money back there for freelance, but the uh, salaried lot, we're getting stood on again by the man. Yeah, the man's stand on us. <laughs> I think he said stand on. <laughs> I hope he said that. <laughs> Uh, Mrs McKinnon has tweeted us to say, guys, wee bit of random information. Monthly salaried workers shouldn't technically lose any pay working the extra day on a leap year. Average earnings are based on 52.14 weeks of the year to counteract it. Wow. So maybe the conspiracy theory doesn't work. Who knows? Uh, This from here, uh, Andy in Shrewsbury says the year should have been split into 13 months with each month being 28 days long. It works. Maybe the Romans didn't have a calculator. It's, it's all a mess. <laughs> it's all a mess. It we need to go back to basics with this. Uh, right, look, uh, some more intel here. Uh, Ant, uh, you've got some more of the maths? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it is is, um, well, every four years, we have to have another day on the, on the year, which is 365 days a year. Yeah. So every four years, we have to put another day on. Yeah. So what happens is, in a few hundred years, summer will become winter, and winter will become summer. 
No. Is that yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, if you think about it. I love the way he says, like, uh, like you, you, t- I don't put some nails in something that was falling apart in your garden. <laughs> put another day on. <laughs> How are we putting another day on? Like, who's making these decisions, Ant? I, I, I don't know, but this is. I mean, he's only been happening for a few. Uh, not, not all the time since the calendar's been going. See, so a couple of hundred years ago. Whoops, says my radio. Uh, the metaphor. <laughs> my DAB's gone. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so in, uh, in a few hundred years, some will become winter. Because have you noticed that in April now it's snowing? So- <laughs> oh, man, he's blown really my mind. That's a good point. It's a good point. So you're saying like Christmas is on the move, it's slipping. It, it, it will be, yeah. We'll be sitting in our shorts on the beach in, in, in winter. So you're suggesting this isn't global warming. What it actually is is a shift of the seasons because of leap years. That's right. I, this is what I believe, yes. A hundred percent. I've sat in a taxi with someone telling me exactly the same thing. <laughs> and it's amazing science. We'll have to look into it. Thank you very much. Have a good day, you two. This is the Daily Takeaway. Uh, we spoke to Ant a few moments ago. Uh, Chris says he's desperate to get out of work in Leicester and says, sorry, that guy is saying the exact opposite. Season shift is prevented by the leap day. Uh, and another one here, uh, Sean says, gents, don't forget that every 100 years we don't have a leap year to compensate that every day, every four years is actually 0.01 day too much on a yearly basis. Every Mind cons- blown. Every consecutive person we've had on the show in this hour has contradicted the previous person. I think it's fair to say we all need to have a little bit of a lie down in a darkened room and we'll return to leap year later in the month the noise of the past it's bush and richie's sound of the decade okay so i have now been let into the inner sanctum Mm. i now know what the sound is it's a good one yeah isn't it it's a sound effect so synonymous with the 1990s you will have heard it at some point i imagine and all you got to do is guess what it is to win yourself uh, a home time dab digital radio it's amazing here it is one more time here we go we know from yesterday, which was the first time we heard it, it's not a box of Tic Tacs being shaken. How many Tic Tacs are you getting in your box? <laughs> uh, Mo, uh, how are you, Mo? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? We're good. Good. Uh, Mo, just give us a little update on what your day has been like so far. Pretty full on. Pretty, Pretty what? Full on. Full on. Like, why so full on? Just busy. Just busy. Okay. And what, what line of work are you involved with, Mo? Um, I'm a PA. PA. All right, and uh, give us one thing you had to do today as as a PA. Oh, dear. Um, Tax a car. Oh, tax tax a car. car. You don't work for Lord Sugar, do you? Of course, bearing in mind we've got the apprentice people on later on. No, 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 no. Uh, Now, Mo, what is your decade of choice to listen to this home time show with? Uh, Main station. Absolute radio main station. But let's see if Mo knows her 90s as we zero in on that sound from the 90s. Mo, it's worth a home time digital radio. What's your guess? So I think it's one of those pricing guns that you'd have in the supermarket that go. I always dreamt, well, back in the day when I was a kid, actually sticking a load of stuff to my brother's face and yeah. eyelids with these. Yeah. Not something guess. we get to do in radio, is it? Can't do it anymore. Pass things up like that. I don't even know if people still... Are they still a thing in shops anymore? The game's gone. Yeah, it's just barcodes these days. And back in the days, what used to be brilliant, you used to be able to slide over uh, yeah. someone's card with a bit of um, printer paper and get a receipt and everything. Shh, don't say that, it might be that. Oh, that could be one for the future, yeah. can it? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Let's find out. One more go, here we go. You're a loser. Oh. And you have lost. Good guess, though, Mo. It did sound like it. KQ. Okay, well, I feel like we're dead to Mo now because she knows that she's not one and she's got other stuff to get on she's with. She's got a full on day, got, got more, more, ca- uh, more, more cast attacks. Got tax cards. Well, tell us one positive thing you're doing this evening, Mo. Um, 
I'm going to get a haircut. You are a shady character, Mo. <laughs> You're an enigma and I like you. Good to have you on. Sound of the Decades returns on Monday. The Daily Takeaway. So it's amazing to welcome back to the show once again Ellie from the Big Cat Sanctuary in Kent. We had a bit of a cliffhanger last time Ellie was on. Uh, obviously, they, uh, you guys have very kindly taken on our Blue Boy oil painting that we got on Facebook Marketplace. You're going to be displaying yeah. it in your Big Cat Sanctuary. But Terry, your your um, uh, handyman, was, was fixing it. It's broken in the post. Just update us on that to start with, Ellie. Yeah, so he was pretty smashed up and Terry took him away and, and uh, did a fab repair, actually. Uh, Terry, by the way, now thinks he's qualified to work in the repair shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got him all ready for his day out yesterday uh, to visit the cats. Uh, we had a really good day. Uh, we visited quite a few of the cats and got some lovely pictures and uh, footage. Uh, although one of the cats, Dua, who's uh, one of the servals, didn't take very kindly to him being in her enclosure. So she did leap up a couple of times and give him a good swipe. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. So what, what, what cats has the blue boy actually seen then so far? So uh, cheetahs, um, we took her round to the, him round to the jaguars. I'm trying to think now. There's quite a few of them. Uh, the servals, which are the smaller cats because um, he could actually go into their enclosures. The cheetahs uh, thought he was great. They all had a good good sniff. Wow. All in all, he had a good day. Oh, what a good. triumph. What a triumph. It's probably good for, you know, art's good for a human being, so it's probably yeah. good for, yeah. for, for animals. Don't you think it's uh, beneficial? Yeah, Were definitely. they displaying anything that sort of, like, gave off that they were excited? Um, there was a lot of licking. The big cats, obviously, we, can't, we couldn't put him in there because he wouldn't have come out in one piece. Um, but they just come across and through the glass. They did quite a bit of licking. Um, so Do you know what? I, I get exactly like that in the Tate Modern. Want to see something I like? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, no, they were all really good. Um, but then today wasn't such a good day. Oh, OK. All right. <laughs> OK, so we um, thought we'd take him round to see the Asiatic lions this morning. Um, and I'm not really quite sure how to tell you this, but we had a little bit of an incident. You've had a little bit uh, of an incident with the with the lions. Uh, Blue boy was lent against the outside of the enclosure, and they were having a good sniff. Um, Sahi decided to welcome him by giving him a bit of a shower of bodily fluids. <laughs> 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 So what, what a critic. Do you do that in the tape model? Oh, I know. I, I draw the line at that. That's amazing. Well, I'm really sorry to say that he's in a little bit of a bad <laughs> Lions don't like Gainsborough. Well, exactly. We've heard it here first. So are we just, just to confirm then, Ellie, uh, a lion, an Asiatic lion, has, has done a wee on our Blue Boy oil painting? Yes. I'm... <laughs> I'd give it back to Terry to restore again, yeah. I would. What's Terry going to do with that? Um, what, what's, what's, uh, I've never asked this question on the radio before. What's Lion Wee like? Is it, is it particularly pungent? Very. It's really, really bad. If you've ever been weed on by a lion, no. uh, yeah, I think you would definitely know about it. So at the moment, he's drying out so that we can affect <laughs> the uh, overall damage. Wow. Right. So well, he's drying out over a radiator uh, <laughs> until we can get him back. Well, not indoors, he's not because he stinks. <laughs> it's all very good for you to laugh. <laughs> oh my oh, God. Ellie, yeah, thank, you. thank you. Thank you so much for entrusting him to us. <laughs>
Well, uh, we, we're obviously going to need time to process this, Ali, but uh, obviously we want to make sure that people come to your, your Big Cat Sanctuary, yeah. d- despite uh, Blue Boy being urinated on, it is a great place to go, but you're a charity, <laughs> so people can't just turn up. Tell people how they can come and see no, these amazing no. cats. Yeah, no, we're not open to the public on a daily basis, but we are open for experiences, um, which you can book through the website, uh, thebigcatsanctuary.org. Um, we do all sorts down here. Let, let's you know, hope the the, uh, the lion golden shower isn't on the menu for that one in particular. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, overnight stays, photography workshops. We do Paul Hollywood afternoon teas. You can be ranger for the day. You can be a member to get more involved. Uh, online shopping um, and adoptions, which are great as well. So lots to see and do. But you can book and come down and have a day down with a big cat experience, which obviously is the ultimate thing to do a tour around and a hand feed which obviously is amazing amazing well listen thank you so much for taking care kind of of blue boy and we await more updates on how he dries out thanks so much ellie okay okay thank you cheers ellie bye bye Bye. this is the daily takeaway we spoke to uh, ellie a few moments ago who's down at the uh, big cat sanctuary in kent that have been hosting uh, the the blue boy oil painting that you bought on facebook marketplace for the studio here is a little uh, morale boost for everybody. It was our show mascot. <laughs> yeah. Um, not been a morale boost for the Adriatic lion down there that uh, has urinated on it, which is uh, which is a shame. I, I genuinely cannot believe what's happened. After what happened with Grandad and, you know, the, the way he fell out of his uh, wheelchair when I uh, was showing him to you, rocking chair, when I was showing to you, and, and, and when I first revealed him in the studio and he broke on the desk, I thought, that's it, I'm going to look after my stuff now. Yep. And now a lion's weed on it. Uh, Gainsborough's um, blue boy. I know, we've got a responsibility to the art world. I know, I know, millions. Uh, Marks and Kennington says, uh, coffee squirted out of my nose when I just heard that. Obviously, that lion couldn't wait to get to the bottom of his litter tray. Uh, and Stephen says, after Blue Boy's baptism by the lion, he will henceforth be known as Green Boy. That's not very funny, actually. This is a serious, serious issue. Uh, we're going to need to check back in with Ellie maybe at the beginning of next week and see if he's dried out. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Oh, well, it's a real honour to welcome uh, to the show uh, the brilliant Karen Brady and Tim Campbell, MBE, from uh, uh, one of our favourite TV shows, The Apprentice, back tonight, 9pm BBC One. Guys, welcome. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Uh, back for a new series. Is it Series 18? Yes. How, can you believe that uh, right at the start, do you think this, you'd ever thought it would go for this long? 18 series of The Apprentice now. It's crazy. Well, it's all great. I think it's great. It's a testament to the British culture of, like, having an opportunity and giving, giving some a chance of seeing what they can do with that and I think Lord Sugar particularly as one of the UK's best entrepreneurs most successful is fulfilling his legacy because he went around with Gordon Brown back in the days to want to advocate business all around the UK and the TV show has done that in abundance in addition to his other work and he's got 18 years behind him of helping British people to create ideas and change their lives and I was one of them at the very beginning yeah absolutely but uh, equally as a stretch when you won that first one you wouldn't have then if someone had said series 18 by the way you're, <laughs> you're going to be sat in one of the big chairs that would have been quite a oh, thing that, that, that's a big series you know great for me though I get to work with Karen yeah. and now we're advising on the next generation of individuals who are getting that opportunity and that is really really good uh, as we as we start uh, a brand new series The Apprentice which obviously kicks off tonight at 9pm on BBC One. Uh, can either of you have a word with Lord Sugar about his terrible boardroom gags? 
<laughs> you, you, Lord, you, terrible. Oh, come on, man. Oh, they're towing the line. They're, they're towing the line. People tune in. You can sense them. I bet you can sense them coming. No, you can feel no, them in the air. No. Do you know what I mean? Definitely Did you not watch We haven't seen it yet, though. There's a key. There's some good ones on the way, is there? 100%. There's a great, there's great one. Tonight's episode in the boardroom straight away is on fire. Can you sense him winding up for one of his jokes, though? You must be able to sense it. Well, I think what you've got to remember is there's no script or auto cue, so it's all off the cuff. And he doesn't know, for example, one of the guys says he's the four Bs. I don't know if you've seen this. Right. Beauty, brains. French press. French press or something else. And Alan says, I think you've missed the fifth B. And I won't say it because we're, 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 uh, we're before the watershed. But you can... Uh, he doesn't know the guy's going to say that. Yeah. So, um, no, he's very witty. I know him very well. He's been a personal friend and he is very, very funny. Very funny. He, uh, he, could write, he could write jokes for a living, for sure. Love that. Lord Sugar stand-up. Oh, yeah. what about that? He'd be good at that. He don't need stand-up. He's got his own show. Yeah. Do you have a... Like a favourite, uh, as a long, long time fan of The Apprentice, do you have like a, a favourite kind of staple episode, whether that be um, the TV shopping channel or the scavenger one or, or food or cosmetics or toys, that, that kind of thing? Do you, bo- do you both have a personal favourite? Um, well, I like them all. I like the advertising task because there's a lot to that. Um, I think the one that is always the hardest to be, to watch is the television shopping mm. because oh, yeah. it is manic and when I say manic I'm telling you it is to the point where it you, you can't catch your breath you're in the studio they're screaming instructions <laughs> the person you're watching all they can hear is screaming they can't get their words out and it's just such chaos and then I always record it because it's live it mm. goes out live uh, so I always record it and when I get home all you can see is the uh is the a candidate just just standing there with their mouth open, trying to listen and talk, and they are told by an expert, you have to talk to the audience like you're talking to a friend. Mm-hmm. You have to be calm, speak about the benefits, how you would use this, where you would use this, why you need this in your life, and they go, Get <laughs> and they're like screaming because the person's screaming at them, or they just stop because they're listening and it's an art to listen and, and, and talk at the same time so it's the hardest because Alice's will describe it and it's so hard to describe <laughs> what happens yeah. so that is pure that is you, you go home and you just have to lay down in a dark room <laughs> with a cold towel <laughs> over your head for, for a few hours uh, and you, you've had so many amazing characters over the years from like Rafe to Stuart Baggs the Badger Katie Hopkins for crying out loud do you guys have any particular personal favourites of the characters that the, the TV show has thrown up or created? Oh, Tim. Tim as well. Yeah. <laughs> Tim's my favourite candidate. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so a message today. Candidate <laughs> no, I think the, the good thing with this episode, uh, sorry, this series, as with all the series, you get a, a, a very varied cadre of individuals who come across. But this series particularly, you've got some amazing people. We've got doctors, dentists, pharmacists, business experienced individuals, uh, long running businesses, some who are just starting with fresh ideas and I think what that says to the public watching Hmm. is that they can connect with different people and there's an opportunity for everybody 
And that's why I think it has been running for so long, because although reality TV sometimes gets a negative spin, actually we need more people to think about entrepreneurial ideas yeah. and coming up with new things. And if you learn what not to do as well as what to do from the show, that's got to be a good thing. So do you think it was important that they made the shift from working for Lord Sugar to going in on an investment with Lord Sugar? Do you think that was a key change in direction? Well, I think it certainly changed the calibre of the candidates who apply. Mm. Right. I mean, we have thousands and thousands, literally thousands of people that apply to be on the show and it's a different kind of, mm. of candidate and it brings a really different kind of dimension because most of these people they are the boss of their own company right. or they want to be the boss of their own company and when you bring in people who are used to being in charge and Great you put fun. together in a team and there's 16 of them two sets of eight and all of them think they should be the boss yeah. that's why the first episode is normally always so chaotic Yes. Because they know how to talk, but they don't know how to listen. Yeah. And they don't know how to collaborate. And they all shout over each other. And that's why things always go very, very wrong. And it's only when they really work out around episode three that actually, if you collaborate and you're on a winning team, no one gets fired. So actually working together as a team as opposed to just spending your time worrying about yourself is a much better strategy going forward. They all tend to learn that, calm down a bit, start Mm. to work together. And I think this series, we we see some incredible successes. I think we've got um, one deal worth multi-million pounds. We've got some huge brands that we're working with. And um, we also see some some epic failures. There's something for everyone. (laughs) You mentioned the word collaborate, uh, which sounds like um, a team name that they might have come up with. They have come up with that. I was going to say. That's definitely been one of them. Is this, uh, no spoilers, but is this a good series for, uh, apprentice team names because it's one of my favourite things is like some of the some of the guff that they end up choosing as names they're, they're not that great this year <laughs> what are they? that's good though then we can't tell them yet can we of course we can what are they I can't remember them. <laughs> that would be, that, it would only be a scoop three hours ahead of the show going out. Um, well, I don't think they pick them until about episode, episode three. Oh, yeah. right. Oh. Okay. okay. This year. Yeah. But they're, they're hugely uninspiring, I'm sure. <laughs> they're, 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 they're not going to win any, any Booker Prize. Don't worry about the name. And they often don't live up to their name. No. So yeah. if it's collaborate, they don't. They don't. Uh, Impact, they have yeah. none. <laughs> yeah. and, and on and on. And so what, what do you think of the, the, the key components to being a good uh, assistant or aide to Lord Sugar. Obviously, having a good exasperated face expression is good sometimes. <laughs> well, I think the key is to never be there, to never feel like you're in the middle of it. Yeah, right. I mean, our job is a really simple one and an important one. Our job is to observe the candidates, how they react mm-hmm. to the decision, how to how to how they make their decisions, mm. how they react when things go wrong, how they work as a team, what they take ownership for. So when they go in the boardroom and um, and Alan says, um, "Whose idea was this? That was my idea." We actually say, "Well, actually, it wasn't your idea," right. or, and it was your idea. We we have to correct any untruth. So the true is always. So you own the part you. Mm. But you so must get, get quite a lot of headaches because listening to people argue and stuff falling apart must be incredibly tiring to witness well, unfold. Well, they're very long days and <laughs> people say they talk about eye rolls and facial expressions. I promise you they are not put on. You never know when you're filmed. You're in a room and lots is happening. You don't know when the camera's on you and sometimes you start at five o'clock in the morning and you're 
still going at 10 o'clock at night. And you'll see in the episode tonight where there is some epic fails. And one of the teams has to make a meal for a corporate client. And the menu is fish cakes and rhubarb crumble. (laughs) And they they use the crumble on the fish cakes because they think it's the breadcrumbs. And it is the worst tasting food you'll ever experience in your life. And on the other team, they had to make uh, brownies, which have five ingredients, right. and they forgot the flour. Oh so um, these are not complicated. So when you see me rolling my eyes, it's because I literally cannot believe this self-inflicted chaos. Which actually, if they'd have just calmed down, taken a step back, yep. or taken responsibility for something, been nice and calm, thought about what they were doing, none of this would have happened. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's just these mistakes. That that then set everything else on fire and, and, and some very unhappy corporate clients. Not literally, they, they, not, they don't burn alive. <laughs> well, you never know. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, question, question to both of you. Tim, I'm, I'm less familiar uh, with, with your musical loves. Yeah. Uh, Karen, when, when, when reading, I, I see that you spent a bit of time with uh, one of our family mates here at uh, Kerrang. Um, if you guys were to be in charge yeah. of the music in the, in the big sort of, um, you know, people movers as the teams are going around, what would you be choosing to listen to? Uh, Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross. Nice. Luther Vandross. Awesome. So amazing, because they all think they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Luther's one of my heroes. Yeah. I, I think he's an amazing, amazing uh, lyricist and singer. But something that will kind of chill them out, because I think they do come into the process so eager to impress. And actually, they just do, as you said, take a breath and then don't worry so much about performing. Just do what's authentic. Yeah. I think that's the key to the show. What makes yeah. a great candidate is actually somebody who's authentic. They have integrity and they realise that collaboration rating is more important than just being at the forefront all the time. Karen? Well, I um, I have one record. Uh, I said a record. So <laughs> 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 in fact, Tom, Tom Allen said for me yesterday. And I said, you're showing your age and now I'm saying record. Well, we do, we do have absolutely Radio rage, 50s. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> records are back. Um, and I love it. And that is Billy Joel. I think oh, he is the yes. best artist yeah. ever made. Every song has a story that has a meaning. Um, so I, I would put that on for them. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, uh, Tim, I read that you, 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 you've been doing a lot of work with, with data and AI. Yeah. And in the world of business, yeah. is, is AI... I mean, we just we used um, ChatGPT earlier on to yeah. write a little tiny info thing about something we were doing on the show. And yes. it did it for us instantly. Yep. Is AI a threat or a liberation for people in business A now? huge opportunity. Right. I think there are obviously cautionary elements around the ethics around it, who is creating the algorithms, what's happening behind the scenes. But when you think about the empowering knowledge, when I was growing up, my mum forced us to have, oh, to read the encyclopedia. We had the British encyclopedia uh, yeah. lined up and you had to read it every single day, right? Because my mum believed that's the way that we were going to get on and climb the social mobility ladder. Now young people have so much access to information and technology advances that, that information they can get access to but we've got to make sure that we're aware of how it can be used for good and how some of the dangers can be taking them off in different directions artificial intelligence is a tool we are behind that and we can use it for positives mm-hmm. also we've got to be cautious around some of the dangers because I guess I this kind of that but I think it can make you lazy well I mean, this I is mean it. that's the thing it can make you stop thinking for yourself 
I think I, I mean, I typed in once, write me a poem about someone I knew. Yeah. Um, and it was this, this, this brilliant poem, because uh, someone wasn't well. And I thought, God, that would take me three hours yes. to even, yeah. it was done in three seconds. Um, so it can make you less productive because it's being productive for you. And then I'm sure it starts, you know, you, you start losing the ability to think for yourself. I mean, if you wrote in, write me a, a film script, I've never done it, but if you write me a film script about whatever, two radio show hosts who are dads who do something, whatever, yeah, it, would sounds so familiar. Yeah, yeah, sounds it would write you. It would write it for you. It's a real what, yeah. what would take you months or years to produce could be done in seconds. Well, I mean, this could come, I guess, through in the the, the interview stage where yes. people have the, you know, I'm always astounded at how bad some of the CVs are, some yes. of these loopholes. I mean, maybe could, people could use, uh, you know, AI to write these, you know, trying to sound intelligent, big mm. tracks of stuff in there. In their... Actually, I think the opportunity for AI is to take away some of the mundane elements which leave more space for more creative elements. Yeah. And I think the reality is that if you produce a poem or whatever it might be that's not yours and someone asks you to talk about it, you'll be left stumped because you didn't do anything about it. But actually, if you are freeing up the space to come up with new ideas or new innovation because you'd have to do the other stuff. You remember, people hated the fact that the washing machine was going to come about because they wanted people to stay in the kitchen and do washing. And you could free up all this time and do other things. And I think that's what technology has the ability to do. Give you more time to do other things that we're better at rather than just I don't remember Pythagoras theorem I'm never going to do it amount of beats I used to get to try to remember this thing but actually there's other space that you can do where the technology can take that off I can see why writers get particularly worried about the, its ability yes. to to write great scripts, mm, write yep. great mm. you know articles and everything. I can, I can understand why people are wary, mm. um, and it's probably a generational thing. It's something that I I only was people were talking about it, and I went on and, and, and said do this poem, and it sort of blew blew me away. And I find that quite scary that mm, something mm. can think for you, yeah. um, and you could believe yourself that you'd you'd written it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I convinced, you convinced yourself yeah. and convinced someone else you you, yeah. you had written it mm -hmm. and that's you know that's a bit of fakery mm -hmm. that I'm I, I'm not keen on but but I, but you know I think it has the ability to think much more quickly in terms of very complicated mm. equations mm. that will speed speed mm. up speed productivity up yeah. so it could be good Tim a final question just uh, about observing and the observing role um, when you're observing Karen and Lord Sugar. Yep. Uh, is there much refereeing that has to go on? Because it's it's not normally an easy relationship between West Ham and uh, Spurs. <laughs> Thankfully, we keep football out of the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> we just focus on the candidate. But the, the good thing, I'm in all in all seriousness, and not I'd have to be sick of it because she's here. I've got a huge amount of value from Karen because going on that side of the table right. to the other side of the table was a big thing that first year. And Karen was like, just take your time, it'll be fine, this is what we have to do, etc. So she was so helpful in that first part. So thankfully there's no refereeing that has to happen. But it is interesting when I do watch the football results afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the WhatsApp messages are going yeah. like. Alan and I always say, friendship first, yes. football second. Amen. It's hard sometimes, yeah. though. We say it, but we don't mean <laughs> it. <Yeah. laughs> we say it, but we definitely don't mean it. Well, listen, we cannot wait. It's back tonight, The Apprentice Series 18. Can you believe it? BBC One, 9pm. Karen Brady, Tim Campbell, thank you so much. Thank you, thank for you so guys. much for having us. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway.
That's it for another daily takeaway. You, you look like you're poised over there. I've got uh, another idea for who, which, which kind of childhood TV characters would be good uh, yeah. for safeguarding everybody's mental health. Off the well-being. back of uh, the, the 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 Batfink and Elmo collaboration. Yeah. What about the little mice from Bagpuss? <laughs> Do you this little, there's an army of little weird yeah. s- time-lapse uh, motion animation mice. Yeah. Uh, somebody suggested Bagpuss yesterday, and we did counter it and say, hey, look, Bagpuss didn't really do much. He just got everybody else to do things. But what we missed was the fact that, well, get all those people to do things. And you're quite right, it was the mice. Because if you were like, say you're, you're fed up and you don't want to go into work, and then you've got all their mice with you, you can just go like that. Hey, mice, sandwich, they just bring you a baguette. Is it my imagination? Did they have a little song where they were just going, we will fix it, we will mend it, we will... Give you nightmares for the rest of your life, and that's why Bagpuss was so scary.